When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hotheads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley. Welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. This week, we're live on the 550 KTSA Facebook page. Hey, radio friends. A little bit of a secret. The show is pre-recorded for radio, so if you're listening Saturday nights, you can watch us on YouTube later on. So joining us this week, he claims to be the king of Texas and covers mixed martial arts for combat culture. Please welcome Matt Ryan. Hello, Matt. Hello, Dennis. It's live and in living color, baby, mm. on the internets. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> our next debater can be seen each weekend in, on Success in the City on the CW35 here in San Antonio, Roman Garcia. Hey, Roman. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, welcome to my uh, boring background. Yes. How are you doing? Very good. <laughs> Well, my boring background, but our third debater <laughs> is actually making his debut on Master Debaters this week. He originally comes from the land, da- land down under, but has hosted morning radio in Southern California, Wisconsin, and most recently at 98.5 KYGO in Denver. Say hello to Guy David. Hello, Guy. Thank you, Dennis. It's great being here. And yes, I do sound different, but I am an American citizen. I've lived in this country 16 years. <laughs> I took the oath, and I love the great state of Texas. Had many big nights on the Riverwalk. So happy to be talking to you guys. And we've done a background check, so we can confirm that he is an American citizen. If you want me to go get my passport right now, I can show you. (laughs) So if you're new... I I, I did it legitimately, too. Yes, yes. So if you're new to the show, Master Debaters is a three-way debate show where I present topics and questions to our debaters. They all must craft an argument to try to convince our judge to reward them as many points as possible. Now, along with asking the questions, I'm also the rule keeper, and any violations I catch can be penalized, which is noted by a whistle, which sounds like this. Our judge this week is a show favorite. Someone I would actually say is our debater's favorite judge. So please welcome our judge this week, Isaac from Atlanta. Hello, Isaac. Hi, how's it going, everyone? And I have, uh, unlike Guy, yet to pass a background check. Oh, I'm not going to ask about that. So, uh, debaters, you each get a chance to ask our judge a question to get to know him a little better. So we're going to start with Matt Ryan. What's your question for a judge, Isaac? Do you hate me? Just straight up, do you dislike me? <laughs> Matt, Matt, I don't dislike anyone, but you're, you, you have challenging opinions, and, and you've got a, a knack for, for logical fallacy and strange rhetoric, but I like you. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be one of them shows. All right, uh, I'm drunk. Oh uh, well, uh, who knows? It could be your day. <laughs> Roman Garcia, do you have a question for our judge Isaac? Yes, Isaac. Now that uh, pandemic type stuff is loosening up, 
What have you been doing to get out of the house? Uh, I've mostly been doing the same stuff, but I've been doing a little more, uh, a little more hiking and a lot of eating at restaurants. Yes. Yes. I really missed eating out with my girlfriend. Mm hmm. And our third debater, Guy, do you have a question for our judge to get to know him a little bit better? Absolutely. I just want to know if you've been to my country of birth, Australia, Isaac. I have not, though it's on my list. Oh. Well, if you score me well, I know a lot of people. I've got a lot of contacts. I know the best places. So <laughs> just putting that out there. But if you don't score him well. Can you, mark down a, can you mark down minus two points for attempting to bribe the judge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to bribe. Praise be. That's a rookie mistake. Oh, well, we're getting this all started with opening arguments. In this segment, I will give each combatant a question or a topic. They will get 30 seconds and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. Then our judge, Isaac, will give them a score, 0 to 10, maybe negative 2, depending on how he's feeling on this first question or maybe later on in this segment. But our first topic, the Internet came down hard on the woman who posted video of herself inside a monkey habitat at the El Paso Zoo. The woman now identified as Lucy Ray is seen in the video giggling as she feeds two spider monkeys from her hand. <laughs> El Paso Zoo director Joe Montesano says he doesn't think she had malicious intent. I think the trend is more for these social media posts. That seems to be what people are after, which unfortunately has ramifications beyond what they're thinking, I'm sure. For Lucy Ray, the ramifications include losing her job at an El Paso law firm and facing the possibility of criminal charges for climbing into the primate exhibit. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. So, uh, Matt Ryan, what should this woman's punishment be? 30 seconds starts now. All right, so if we're going to start punishing people for stupidity, there's a long list of people who are just chasing clout on the Internet and not really getting punished for it. Uh, losing her job, that's not all that great. It, I don't think it disenabled her from doing her job uh, and enabled her to be a jackass. But outside of that, there's really, like, punishment fits the crime. Firing someone, not necessary. Shaming them, yeah, public shaming is kind of a thing again. So, you know, put her in the trenches for a few days and eh, that's it. All right, Isaac, uh, how do you score that zero to ten? Man, so I've seen that video, and those monkeys look hungry. I, I, I would have been tempted to do the same thing she did. Uh, eh, I, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you three points because you know at least you pointed out that it wasn't terrible. Okay, our next topic. There's been a big change in what's flying off shore, uh, shelves at stores from a year ago. With masks coming off, vaccinations up, and people heading out, stores are seeing double-digit increases in sales of personal care items, sales of teeth whiteners, cosmetics, clothing, deodorant, razors, and even condoms are way up. <laughs> this time last year, we were buying toilet paper and hand sanitizer. And that's CBS's Jim Crisula reporting. Uh, so retailers say people want to look their best after months of face coverings and pajamas on Zoom calls. Roman, are you buying this? 30 seconds starts now. Yeah, because I tell you what, I shaved for this show today since we were going to be on video, and I hadn't done that in quite a while. Um, I'm actually still currently nude from the waist down, so I'm working on it. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's the reason why a lot of people did not want to drop the masks. It wasn't even about COVID. It was about they didn't want to have to start shaving. 
didn't want to have to start. Women didn't have to start putting on lipstick and makeup and and the whole teeth whitening thing. Some people probably weren't even brushing, and so uh, I get it, and uh, I think it's a good thing, you know. Okay, Isaac, what score do you give that zero to ten? <laughs> I'll give him one point for the incredibly basic wisdom we all know, but I'll also give him an additional two <laughs> points for admitting to nudity. So three points total. Okay, our oh, next oh topic. And again, this is not a zero to ten scores uh, a scale, so you guys are doing well so far. <laughs> next topic, John Cena says he's sorry. John Cena is apologizing to China after he called Taiwan a country. He did it while promoting the latest Fast and Furious film after saying Taiwan would be the first country to watch the flick. It led to backlash in China, and he's now posted this to social media, where he speaks in Mandarin for more than a minute to apologize. I made one mistake, he says. I must now say I love and respect Chinese people. I apologize. China and Taiwan have had separate governments since the end of the Chinese Civil War in 1949. Matt Piper, CBS News. Okay, so Guy, should John Cena be sorry? Your 30 seconds starts now. Yes. You have a huge social media following. Most people in the world know you. People respect and listen to what you say because you're John Cena. They respect him more looking at him in the gym than his actual political views and worldwide knowledge, as we worked out. But God, get some basic facts right, man, before you put it out to the world. We can do better than this. This is John Cena, but I will give him credit for trying to apologize in Mandarin. Probably took him to five hours to learn one sentence, but better nothing, I guess. Okay, Isaac. Score zero to ten for that argument. So I, I think that argument would have been would have been an eight uh, had Taiwan considered itself to be part of China, which it doesn't. So I'll, I'll give him one point. Welcome. Like if, if I say my neighbor's yard is mine, that that doesn't make it so, right? Right. The debaters. They'll be going head to head next, right here on Master Debaters, on KTSa. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. It is, and this is where things start to heat up a little bit. We have Matt Ryan, Roman Garcia. And Guy David competing this week to convince our judge, Isaac, who's feeling a bit stingy today, that their argument is the best argument. And if you want to be a judge on a future edition of Master Debaters, head over to the Master Debaters page on KTSA.com to sign up. So let's move on. For argument's sake, on Master Debaters. So, uh, some head-to-head combat now. I'm going to give all three contestants the same question. They will then each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After they each take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will give them each points, or maybe not give points, but points between zero and 10 for their responses. So our first topic, President Joe Biden says he still has questions about the origins of the coronavirus. In directing a new 90-day review, the president says more needs to be asked of China. We have been saying that for a very long time, that China needed to provide more access to the lab, uh, cooperate more fully with the scientific investigators. Deputy White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says the U.S. hopes the World Health Organization will also conduct a new probe. A WHO report in March said it was extremely unlikely COVID leaked from a lab. President Biden says the U.S. intelligence community has not reached a definitive conclusion. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. So, uh, the question, where do you think the coronavirus came from? We're going to start with 
Matt Ryan, and you're 30 seconds. Oh, uh, I'm not going to try to half-step and say it could have been this, it could have been that. C viruses mutate. This is not the first version of the coronavirus we've ever seen. Uh, it's probably not the last version of the coronavirus we've ever seen. It is probably a part of a massive lab study where a Tusk case, a very pure case of the coronavirus, got out because someone in a lab was stupid. We've seen a lot of DNA labs over the past few years be populated by idiots. And if you've gotten your nasal swabbed at a city MD, you also know kind of stupid people there. So stupid people <laughs> testing live things. All right, Roman, your turn. 30 seconds. Where did the coronavirus come from? Well, I thought when they said it came from a, a wet market in a bat, it sounded a little a little fishy, a little made up, you know, like a Spider-Man thing. You know, he got bit by a radioactive spider. So uh, I, I do believe, too, that it was some kind of lab experiment gone awry and no one understandably wanted to own up to it and say, oh, yeah, that was us. We created this worldwide pandemic. Uh, it all looked shady from the very beginning with some of the excuses and that initial uh, initial uh, WHO report. Just uh, none of it sounded right. All right, and Guy, your turn, 30 seconds. Well, what do we know? I think we can conclusively say this started in China. But first we heard it was from a wet market, people eating bats. And when I first got COVID, that was still the narrative. So it's sort of hard for me to comprehend that I actually got a disease from people eating bats. That was hard to deal with for me. But then it moved to the lab thing. And now it's sort of moved back and forth, and we don't know the answer. And these are some of the smartest people in the world trying to work out the cause of something that's killed millions of people. So we need more from the Chinese. We need more to figure out what happened and where this started. All right. Isaac, what scores are you giving all three of our debaters, 0 to 10? Okay, so uh, Matt Ryan and Roman essentially had the same answer. Um, and it, it, was an, it was an okay answer. I'll give you each six points. Uh, for talking about the likelihood of lab error and straying away from the, the bioweapon angle. Um, Guy, I'm going to give you 10 points for admitting what we don't know, oh, which is the heart of scientific inquiry. Thank you for that. One to 10, and idiots are decent. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic, will Instagram be as fun if you don't know how many people like your photos? Well, Instagram hopes so. You can still double tap or hit the heart on someone else's pictures on Instagram, but whether or not they see it will now be up to them. The head of the Instagram platform, Adam Mosseri, says there will be options for hiding likes. There's two different hide like settings. One is when you're browsing your feed so that you can make it so that like counts aren't there as you go through your feed as you normally would. The other is when you share so you won't be able to show your likes to anybody. Masseri says Instagram influencers are split. Some with lots of followers are okay with it. Some trying to build their audience say they want and need to see those likes. Sherry Preston, ABC News. All right. So the question, is this a good idea or a bad idea? We're going to start with Roman. 30 seconds starts now. The whole thing is stupid. Like, <laughs> it's amazing how people uh, literally have have now have mental issues because of the fact that they don't have enough likes or comments on their social media. In other words, if social media never existed, you would be uh, mentally healthy and in a bit like it's just get that. It's nothing. It's not real. Social media is not real. People put their best foot forward. I have friends that post how happy they are in their marriage and, and both of them have you know are having affairs like it's it's stupid guy your uh, turn 30 second argument 
Yeah, I'm with Roman on this. This is stupid, and I hope Facebook, who owns Instagram, doesn't do this because I love the likes. Whether I got few likes, whether I got a lot of likes, I love checking in after I post a photo to see if I was extremely popular with that photo or the photo was a dud. Therefore, I might take it down, and that is a very narcissistic take, but I'm sure there are many people that think the same way as me here. <laughs> Tick, tick, tick. All right, Matt Ryan, your 30-second argument starts now. I was trying to see how many likes I got on a post before. Sorry, don't mind me. But when it comes to this, I'm uniquely qualified to talk about it because I do social media for a paycheck. Don't hate me too much, people. Men's got to eat. Uh... <laughs> I like the option. I feel like there should be an option because there are those who are affected by it. And it's not just because of attention. It's because they have a problem. They have an issue involving people liking them. That's a thing. I think the option is a good idea. I think enforcing it across the board is very dumb and short-sighted, especially for people who just want to see who that their friends like. Okay, Isaac, uh, score 0 to 10 for those arguments. Yeah, uh, Roman and Guy, did, did you guys understand that this is an end user option? It's it's optional for you to not see likes if you don't. You can opt out of seeing it. They're not, they're not getting rid of likes. So uh, still stupid. I, I think I can. I think I can yeah. give you guys each two points, and I'll give Matt Ryan nine points because excellent answer. It's an end user option. What's wrong with options? It helps the people who want it. Okay. Next topic. Got a home to sell? You could make even more than you thought you would. It's been called the great reshuffling, people leaving higher-cost housing markets on the east and west coast for lower-priced places in the heartland. Make that places that used to be lower-priced. The Ohio Realtors Group says home prices shot up more than 20% in the Cincinnati area, with median prices heading close to $300,000. Chalk it up to supply and demand with relatively few homes for sale and buyers taking advantage of low mortgage rates. Add to that rising prices for land and materials so builders can't make money on lower-cost homes. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Okay, so whether you own or rent, would you be more or less inclined to buy or sell right now? Let's start with Guy, 30 seconds. Well, this is tough because if you can sell, you're obviously going to make a lot of money because the prices have gone up so much. Can you afford to live in a home like you were living in before? You'll probably have to downsize. So right now, I would just sit it out and I'd rent because being a real estate expert, not. We might be in a bubble. The prices might come crashing down. Interest rates, rates might come up. Let's wait till COVID's ended. Let's wait till everything opens up and let's see how things are going after that. Matt Ryan, 30 seconds. It feels more like sociological redistricting to me more than anything because people are moving from the coast and they, if you take a look at the study, you probably will see that they lean more to the right and they're looking for better opportunities in states that fit their ideals. That's a part of the American ideology, but also it could lead us into another great recession. As Guy said, to answer the root of the question, I would abstain right now. I'm not looking to move. I feel like the market I'm in right now is pretty good. And also, New York apartments are going to drop by a lot if this keeps happening. So, go me. And Roman, your 30-second argument. Yeah, I, I think this is a time just to, to hold because... In, in preparing for retirement, my wife and I were looking for a second small house to buy, maybe rent it out, and then at some point move into it. I looked in my old neighborhood where I grew up on the south side, 
down the street from my old house, there's a, a little shack that is falling down. It looks like a rat trap. They wanted $150,000 for it. Five years ago, it was selling for 50000 Insane. You can't do nothing right now. Okay, uh, Isaac, the judge, uh, what scores do you want to give all three of our debaters, zero to ten? Wow, Roman, that must have been a nice shack. <laughs> it, it was shack horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. So, wow, all right, that's a great anecdote. Um, so I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to start everyone out at three points because we all basically the same answer. Uh, Guy, I'm going to give you an additional one point for four points total because your answer was very factual and reasonable. Uh, Matt Ryan, I'm going to give you an additional two points for six points total because your answer was really interesting. Talk about political migration and the unsurety of the issue. And Roman, I'm going to give you a total of 10 points because I liked hearing about that. Shack. I might, I might <laughs> feel, you feel bad for me. <laughs> Next, yeah, it's, it's a rough time. <laughs> Next topic. A Florida school superintendent is apologizing after a high school yearbook and it's photos in there of 80 female students were altered. The girls' pictures were changed to hide the tops of their chests. A female faculty yearbook advisor deciding the pictures were inappropriate based on the school's dress code. Stephanie Faber's daughter was one of those girls. It's body shaming. It's discrimination. It's gender discrimination. It's uh, the sexualizing of girls. St. John's County Superintendent Tim Forson. We missed the mark, okay? And we'll do better. We'll continue to get better. Next step, a workshop to address the dress code. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. Okay, Matt Ryan, we're starting with you. What should the school originally have done instead of altering the photos? Uh, time starts now, 30 seconds. Thing! Why are people so stupid? What is wrong with schools across this country? The, the, the idea of uniforms in themselves are for cockta. It's more, you talk about control, control. These people are trying to take control of our kids, but you like a, a uniform? What kind of Stasi nonsense is this? Uniforms are stupid, dress codes kind of make some sense, but come on, guys, they're kids. Let them be kids. Let them deal with all the adult stuff later. All right, Roman, your 30-second argument starts now. I don't think the school should have done anything to those photos because where it should have been addressed was initially when the photos were taken, if they had a problem with it. Someone should have been there or sent out something in advance and say, by the way, you know, we don't want you showing cleavage or we don't want you, if that's their standard. And people could choose to say, okay, I don't want to show up for the yearbook photo. I didn't show up for my yearbook photo. I was tired. I didn't even wake up that day. So you know what? It's not the end of the world. You know, I'm not scarred for life because I didn't take my senior photo. So you know what? They should have left it alone. Guy, your 30-second argument. It's hard to argue with Roman on this one. Like, what If they had a problem, if they actually broke a dress code, why didn't they address it before the photos? They then saw the photos, and it's only women, and then they altered them? It seems like a weird dictatorship instead of a democracy and obviously a double standard at the same time. So I'm confused by this, and obviously nothing should have happened. Okay, Isaac, scores 0 to 10. What would you think of those arguments? Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Roman and Guy with basically the same argument, but it's a good one. Why not address it before? It's unfair. Those students lack notice. I'll give you guys eight points for that. 
Uh, Matt, I, I feel like you didn't answer the question. You talked about, about uniforms and then ended with saying that dress codes were okay, but you, you didn't discuss ameliorating the problem of the photos. So I'm sorry. I'm going to give you two points. said they shouldn't have done anything. I did say that. You said you, they shouldn't have done anything at any point at the beginning? They I must shouldn't have, have done that. anything with the photos. They shouldn't have touched them up. Oh, okay. Ah, my apologies, Matt. Um, I will give you seven points. Okay, our next topic. How old is old? A study in the journal Nature Communications identifies the upper limit of human mortality as 150. Researchers used artificial intelligence to analyze health and fitness-related information. They based findings on two data points, biological age associated with stress, lifestyle, and chronic diseases, and resilience to determine how quickly a person returns to normal after responding to a stressor. Final determination, somewhere between 120 and 150, there's no coming back. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. All right, we're going to start with Roman. The possibility of living to the age of 150. Is that appealing or not appealing? 30 seconds starts now. Oh, my God. It, it used to be appealing until I hit 50 and everything started hurting. And I'm like, okay, if I'm, let's say, even halfway through my life, I need to do something different because <laughs> this is going to suck, you know, later down the road. So I tell you, my mother-in-law is 97 years old and lives with us. Her birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks, and she's doing amazing. So if I can do anywhere near what that woman's doing, then I'm okay with it, and I'm excited about living a long life. Guy, living to 150. Like the idea? Don't like the idea. 30 seconds. I thought about this, and I went back and forth. And then the universe is billions of years old, so in perspective, that's not a long time. So... If I can't use my legs, if I can't play sports, if I can't run like I could at a younger age, I have no problem with that. As long as I can lie in bed with a beer, a beautiful woman next to me, and watch sports, I will live as long as I want, and I'm good with 150. <laughs> the judge is taking notes. Uh, Matt Ryan, would you want to live to 150 years old? 30 seconds. Yeah, uh, depends on if it's a good 150 or a bad 150. If I'm starting to feel it in my 120s, I'm I'm checking out. But I, I kind of want to stick around to just see how we screw it up. What's the thing? Because the thing's coming. We just don't know what the thing is. And I kind of just want to see what'll happen. So sticking around for that, you know, miss the moon landing. The downfall of civilization's got to be baller, though. So I want to stick around just to see that. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Isaac, was that were, were any of those arguments baller enough to get ten points? What's your score, zero to ten? Oh, those are all good, Matt. I'm starting off. I got to give you ten points because I was waiting for anyone else say that they want to see the disaster that history results in. I was waiting for it. I'm so glad you said it, um, guy. The immortal couch potato plan, close second. I'm with you there as well. <laughs> Eight points. Roman, I, I, gotta say, I, don't, I don't care if I'm healthy. If I can live forever, that's a deal I will take, existence over non-existence. I, I disagree with you, but it was well stated. So I'll give you five points. Thank you. Our next topic, a rapper 
has his vehicle stolen while pumping gas. Akon was filling his Range Rover with gas at a Buckhead, Georgia station on the passenger side. Get it into the sunrise. But on the driver's side, someone jumped in and took off. The 48-year-old rapper was not hurt. His iPhone was left in the SUV, and police were able to track that to find the vehicle later. The crime comes just a day after an Atlanta City Councilwoman proposed that gas stations have security cameras at pumps. Police are also reminding people to not leave their cars running while pumping gas, which is what Akon did. Matt Piper, CBS News. So, assuming you have experience pumping gas, which I'll let each of you decide whether you want to disclose that or not, how safe from a crime perspective is it to pump gas? We're going to start with Guy, 30 seconds. Look, I've never heard of this. You pump gas, you buy your car, you might go into the convenience store for one minute, your car's outside. So this shows that anything is possible. So then you go to, is the thief really ballsy or really stupid? I lean on the side of stupid since it was Akon's expensive car and this can cause a lot of ramifications, but it does show that anything is possible. So maybe we just have to keep our eye on our expensive car as we pump gas that little bit longer. Matt Ryan, your 30-second argument. Well, Akon is from Jersey City, and anybody who's traveled to the state of New Jersey knows you cannot legally pump your own gas in the state of New Jersey. So Akon, living in Georgia now, may have forgotten for a second. You don't leave your engine on, and you don't do that while you're pumping your own gas. So it's stupid. Uh, but it's accidental stupidity. Uh, it's geographical stupidity. And uh, just don't leave your engine running. That's the simple, short and plain of it. Don't be a dummy. And Roman, the question, how safe it is it from a crime perspective to pump gas 30 seconds? You know what? Gas prices are so high. He may have deliberately done that, hoping someone would steal his vehicle. He can file the insurance claim and then just do public transportation, you know. So but the other thing, too, is that I've never understood people who leave their vehicle running. Like, just just turn it off. Like, what is the point? of leave? Unless it's like a diesel, you know, you're in an 18. What is the point? And like, just like you see people who go, they go in a store, leave their vehicle running. You know what? You deserve to have it stolen if that's what you're doing. Are people who leave their kid in the vehicle and leave it running? I mean, that's horrible. Don't do it. Lock your shit up. Stuff. Roman. Language. Uh, <laughs> Isaac, we uh, had some variety of those arguments. I'm so passionate about theft. Uh, what do you score that zero to ten? All right, Roman, coming out of the gate with a piece of eternal wisdom. Don't leave your engine running at the gas station. Give you six points for that. Uh, Matt Ryan, similar argument, but I like the whole gas station insurance fraud angle, so I'll give you seven points. Uh, Guy, I'm going to give you ten points because you have it exactly. It's all about the car. I I pump gas in Atlanta, just like Akon. My car never gets stolen because it's a beat-up old piece of crap Mustang, and nobody would ever even look in there. I leave the top down when I pump gas, and it's not a problem. Actually, the the insurance fraud thing was was my my argument. Okay, I switched them up, so switch the scores, too. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, whoever did whoever did insurance fraud? Um, I didn't do insurance. Gets, fraud. Gets, yeah, I did. I used to be an insurance I guy. I don't remember what I said. Oh, so much confusion. Well, coming up, our debaters. I'm watching the video because it's delayed. 
Our debaters have a few things they want to share. We'll hear what it is next, right here on Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, we have Matt Ryan, Roman Garcia, and Guy David, who are working to coerce our judge Isaac from Atlanta to give them more points than their fellow competitors. Let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debaters. So our competitors before the show came in with a topic they wanted to talk about, the case they wanted to present to our judge. They will get 60 seconds to do so. Now, during those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge, they will get 30 seconds each after the case is done being presented. After the challenges, the original presenter will get 30 seconds of their own to address their challengers. Now, if any of these people, any of these debaters, change the topic from what they had sent in before the show, an automatic five-point penalty may be worth it, but it's automatic. There are also more points at stake. Our judge can now give up to 20 points at the end of each topic or can take away up to 20 points from everyone, whether they challenge or choose to stay quiet. So right now, our points leader is... Do you guys want to guess who it is? I have no Uh, idea. Yeah, it seems like such a toss-up. It's Matt Ryan. (laughs) I'm not keeping track. It's Matt Ryan. So uh, you get to go first with your 60-second argument, which starts now. I was checking my email earlier today, and I got an email notification that I got press passes to the Floyd Mayweather-Logan Paul fight uh, next Saturday night in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. And it got me to thinking about the future of American society. And the future of American society is people we don't like beating each other in the face for millions of dollars. Uh, This is good for American society because it is the kind of schadenfreude that our bloodlust nation needs to kind of soldier through really dark times. We're coming out of COVID. We're coming out of a pandemic. Uh, Racial, gender, societal confrontations are at an all-time high. And I really think seeing the most arrogant person on the internet take on the most hated person in boxing is good for our nation. It's good for our soul. And more importantly, it's good for my bookie. Oh, I still have time. But... But for everything else, you know, it's good for the country. Roman with a 30-second challenge starts now. Look, maybe it's because I'm more of a lover and not a fighter. But uh, I think if uh, these guys, you know, everybody hates them, they hate each other, I think the best thing that they can do is do some kind of friendly competition. You know, uh, some skeet ball, perhaps. Um, Or maybe they could do a, a project together and show how they together created something beautiful. I think it's time that we bring some peace, hashtag unity, to the world and less violence. Guy with a 30-second challenge starts now. So, Matt, just to be clear that you like this Jake Paul or Logan Paul or whatever the YouTuber is fighting Floyd Mayweather? Yes. I couldn't disagree more. I think this is the most stupid thing I've ever heard. You have one of the greatest boxers of all time, undefeated, 52-0, and 0, fighting a YouTube star. And it's actually insulting that people are going to pay for this. They're going to pay 50 bucks to watch this farce. And I've been watching, I've been looking up for it. Mayweather is the greatest marketer of all time. He's going to make another $100 million from this because we are absolutely stupid people. 
All right, Matt Ryan, you got a 30-second rebuttal. You get what you deserve in this country, and that's us sitting and dealing through this and actively paying for it. We're the nation that's built on gun germs and steel, so thinking a political project or like a fun little scrapbooking thing is going to solve all of our problems? No. It's going to take two idiots who know how to market to punch each other in the face. That's what we need as a nation right now. It's to shut these people up and... Maybe dole out a concussion or six. That's what we need. That's what we want. And also, that's how I make my money. So, yes, it is good for the economy and good for Matt Ryan. <laughs> so, uh, before we go to our judge, maybe they could do some sort of competition where they argue over things that maybe don't matter at the end of the day and stream it on Facebook and do it on the radio or something else like that. Yeah. What about a real yeah. professional boxing fight? Yeah, that, that too. It's that, it pretty much is. So, like, I don't think it's got the Fakakta Mike Tyson rules. So, so, Isaac, what scores are you giving those arguments? Negative 20 to 20. So, I'll start with Roman. I'm also against violence, but that doesn't apply to sports, especially combat sports. The people demand blood, internet celebrity blood. And I, I think it's a good idea to give it to them. I'm, I'm going to give you zero points. Uh, Guy David. You say it's stupid. That's the point. It's not an athletic contest. It's a clown car crash that we're all paying to watch, which I fully understand. If I get where you're coming from. I'll give you two points. Uh, Matt Ryan, I, I love this point. The whole internet personality versus boxer cage fights, modern day bread and circuses to create social cohesion. I dig it. You get 18 points. Okay, our next argument comes from Roman, and your 60-second argument starts now. I think we need to bring back Polaroid cameras, and I think we need to get rid of some of these digital cameras because so many people now live in this world of everything's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect for social media. And so I miss the days of when you would take a picture and you don't know what you're going to get till it comes out and it costs you money every time you took a Polaroid. That was a few cents with digital cameras. It's just like, eh, you know, it's, there's no real substance to it. And so it's like, you got to take the perfect photo. Every time you take a photo with someone, they, what do they say? Let me see it. Let me take a look. If they don't like it, delete it, get rid of it. You know what? Let's see the weird faces. Let's see the, you know, the wind blew in your hair. And I think a lot of this is stemming from my recent trip with my wife to Miami where we couldn't go five steps without taking a picture. But I tell you what, if it cost 15 cents every time you took that picture, I guarantee you we would not have taken as many. So I think we need to just get rid of all this digital stuff and bring back where you got to shake it and see what you got. All right, uh, Matt Ryan with the first challenge, 30 seconds. Cameras haven't gone away. They're back in American society. Like, I could buy one at the Best Buy. My hipster cousin has one. She's 17. Like, they didn't go away. They're kind of like vinyl. They're coming back. So your point is kind of moot and shake it like a pole. That was bad for the photos. What, what's wrong with you? I like the idea of multiple types of media. Uh, I like a good film camera. I like a good 8mm. The stuff shouldn't go away, but we should have the option and the ability to have old and modern media. Guy, your 30-second challenge. Look, call me or disorganized, yeah. Call me lazy, maybe, yeah. I just like the digital cameras. I like the phone. I like to know when I take the photo, it's on the phone. I won't lose it. I know the old Polaroid cameras is nostalgic and everything like that. 
but then you get the picture, you might be in the car, you might have the window down, you might be trying to change the radio, might blow out the radio, go out of the window. That's actually happened to me before. You might lose the photo. I like the convenience of being able to do everything on an iPhone. I know that's a lazy take. I'm sorry. Roman, your 30-second rebuttal starts now. I think just all of it's just become too disposable, too fake. Again, I, I think that we were better off when we could say, hey, there's a real, this is a real genuine moment that I caught. And again, I didn't alter it. I didn't filter it. I didn't put little deer antlers on it. Uh, you don't have these poor guys going to meet a girl in a coffee house who they think, you know, looks like a supermodel when they meet her. She looks like Gollum. I think all of that needs to go away. And let's just bring back some reality and, and bring back the Polaroids even more so. Okay, Isaac, an argument about bringing back the Polaroids. Are you on board, not on board? Negative 20 to 20. Can I ask Roman a question first? Sure. Yes. Roman. Yes. So I understand your argument. Too disposable, too fake, seeking perfection, yada, yada. I, I dig it. How do you want to make people start using Polaroids again? Well, we can't make them. But I think if... Uh... If it was just more of a, a, again, a commonplace thing, I think people would just start doing it, you know? Put them, put them, okay. put them at the, put them at the kiosks or put them at the checkout at the grocery store. Just like we do with candy. So make them, make them available. Make them more available. Yeah. Let's make it a thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Roman, I'll give you, I'll give you 15 points because although I think it's impractical and and it is worse than digital photography. You're right. It's, it's fun. And it's nice to have that one shot. It makes the photo more important. Uh, guy, David, though, I'm going to give you 16 points, more points. Cause you're right. Uh, digital cameras are better for taking little emergent photos like that. Um, Matt, I'll give you the same, uh, 18 basically made the same point, And, and I do agree with it. Okay. Our next topic Wonderful. comes from guy. Your 32nd argument starts now. 60 seconds, 60 seconds. There is a story out of Massachusetts that a woman went into a convenience store. She got a scratch-off ticket. She scratched it, thought she didn't win anything, gave it back to the attendant who threw it in the trash like she asked him to. Five days or ten days later, the owner was going through the trash, found the ticket, and saw one part of the ticket wasn't scratched off. He scratched it and saw the ticket was the million-dollar winner. He tracked down the woman and gave her a million dollars. He said it felt like karma if I didn't give it to her. Now, this woman has a million dollars, and I don't think he should have given her the million dollars because part of buying that lottery ticket, scratch ticket, is doing your due diligence. And if you don't scratch off the part that has you winning the million dollars, there is something wrong. You don't deserve it. It's like buying a stock in a company. The stock crashes... You sell, you lose money, then the stock goes up. You can't ask for the money back. You have to do your due diligence. The store owner should have kept that million dollars, or she should at least give him half the winnings. All right, Matt, uh, you have the first 30-second challenge, which starts now. You st the operative word there is paid. The person who paid for the scratch-off ticket technically owns it. If you technically pay for a stock, you own that stock until you sell it. They did not sell it. They might have forgotten it. Isn't giving it back to the owner selling it? Technically, 
It technically, it's their property. If you leave a baby somewhere, it's still your property. If you leave your phone somewhere, it's still your property. So within the idea of law, within the rule of law, the court of law, sir, that is still that person's property. And Roman, your 30-second challenge. Okay, now granted the woman threw it away, but I almost equate it to if I dropped a $20 bill on the floor, you know, someone found it, they should give it back to me. Or let's say, and this did happen to me one time, I accidentally threw my wallet in a fast food bag and threw the whole thing in the trash. Now, granted, I never got the wallet back, but point is, it could happen. So this woman, she made a mistake. Hey, it was kind of stupid, but you know what? Yeah, that karma is a real thing, and I think it was the right thing to give her her money back or give her her million dollars. Guy, you get a 30-second rebuttal. It starts now. I think there's a difference. You drop a $20 bill, that's accidental. It can fall out of your pocket. She scratched the ticket, read the rules, thought she didn't want, gave it to the person and said discard it, who then put it in the trash. That was her conceding. That was her selling her stock. That was her saying, I'm out of the game, even though I bought it. So him giving it back to her is like saying, here, the stock rose, have your money back. I think she should give the owner of the store half the money at least. Okay, Isaac, what do you think about those arguments, negative 20 to 20? Matt, I want to address your phone example first. What do you think happens if you intentionally throw a phone away in the trash? You're hiding from prosecution? It's not your phone anymore. <laughs> You've abandoned it. It's abandoned property. Um, but it comes, down, with, but and, it comes down to purchase. You abandon a baby, you still can get the baby back. I saw an episode of Louder Milk exactly built around that this morning. Babies aren't personal property. <laughs> There's a bit of a difference. <laughs> and, and similarly, Roman... Roman, uh, I mean, Guy pointed this out better than I can. But, yeah, there's a difference between accidentally dropping something and being uh, incorrect about its value when you intentionally throw it away. So uh, minus, uh, minus one point for Roman, minus five points for Matt because he made that incredibly bad faith comparison to a baby, which is ridiculous. Uh, Guy, you get 20 points. That was a phenomenal story. That was an incredibly cogent argument. And you built a great analogy on top of it with the stocks. Well, who is going to win? It all comes down to one final fight. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. That argument ends right here and ends right now. This week, it's a battle between Matt Ryan, Roman Garcia, and Guy David to convince our Judge Isaac that their argument is the best argument, but it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debaters. This is all where it gets decided in a four-minute melee. I present a topic, and our three contestants will hash out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points, or could take away up to 100 points. The person with the fewest points will get a 15 second head start. Everyone else can join in after that little ding bell has rung. So right now, 
You guys want to guess who has the fewest points right now? That you all figured no. out? Uh, no. Me? No. It's Roman. The person with yeah, the fewest points is Yeah, of course is, it is. is it always is. Yes. Glad I said no. So now that COVID-19 <laughs> cases are getting lower and vaccination rates are getting higher, more Americans are getting back to traveling. The TSA is expecting to see millions of people travel over the Memorial Day weekend. They could screen more than two million people in a single day at U.S. airports this weekend. At least six million estimated for the whole holiday. That would be the first time we're seeing numbers that high since the start of the pandemic. And where are people going? Hopper tells us that the top domestic destinations right now are Vegas, Miami, and Orlando. For international, we're looking at Cancun, Cabo, and Montego Bay. That's ABC's Gio Benitez at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. So, uh, should people travel this weekend? And if so, where? That's the four-minute argument. Roman gets the 15-second head start, which starts now. Boom. Well, you're talking to a guy who just got back from Miami, Florida. And so I think everybody should travel. Start getting back out. Start pumping some money back into the economy. You can still do it safely. You can, you know, on the plane, we had to wear a mask at the airport. You had to wear a mask. Now, granted, this whole social distancing thing was completely out the window at the airport. But, you know, there's only so much you can do. But restaurants were still having you wear a mask. You went in, you know, wash your hands, sanitizer. I think everybody needs to start getting back out, doing some stuff. We had a great time after being locked down for so long mentally for your mental health. I think it's something that that people need to do. People need to feel like they they can get out in the world again and start enjoying things. Like I said, you can do it safely. You know, I you can... disagree. I, I I disagree. If you're not vaccinated right now, keep yourself in the damn house unless you're wearing a mask. Uh, legit. Like if you're vaccinated, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm fine with being fully vaccinated. I'll travel. I'll still wear a mask because I don't know how much of a viral load I have from traveling around and doing stuff. And also, if I'm going to be in a tin can for four and a half hours, I want to wear a mask anyway. Because you people stink. People stink. <laughs> and people have germs. And you're insulating air for hours on end. If you want to that travel... Air and the air, the air is clean. The, 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 the airline even said they filter it in like 98% of it is Yeah, like I can't. I got in. some dude from freaking... Uh, from T-Nex sitting next to me on a three-hour flight. He you're looks better like on he's a flight. eating egg salad sandwiches. You're better on a flight than just walking Yeah, but if he's breathing out. directly next to me, I don't want to smell his egg sandwich. I don't want to smell <laughs> his coffee breath. I don't want to be put in a position where I have to stooge off to the to the stewardess. Hey, this guy smells like he's got halitosis, and it's making me personally uncomfortable. But well, Matt, I was flying the Matt, day Matt, of Matt. lockdown. Well, you now, know, isn't, that how we, isn't that how we used to travel? Didn't, we, we've all had the experience where we all sat next to someone smelly. Someone we didn't want to speak to. But, but we dealt with it. But we dealt with it before COVID. Because we're human beings. We are so, we're supposed to travel. We we live it's culturally and socially acceptable for me to wear a mask and not look like a doofus. Or I look like we're, all gonna sit, we're all going to sit next to people on the plane that we don't want to sit to. That's part of life that you want to get back to. But we have to do our due diligence. So get vaccinated. Do your due diligence. Be careful. If you're not vaccinated, wear ass. But regarding sitting next to smelly people and stuff, I don't get it because we're going to have to do that again in a plane one day. Not even, they're not even over. asking who's vaccinated or not vaccinated. They're still just saying everybody wear a mask. 
So you know what? Everybody's going to wear because a mask anyway. people out there that are trying to fake And you know what? Vaccinated. If someone stinks that bad, the mask doesn't help. And I know because I passed someone, I was wearing a mask, and they smelled like death. And so that, too, almost makes the whole point about how some of the mask thing can be ineffective depending what type of mask you're wearing. You got people wearing bandanas thinking it's stopping a virus and it's not doing anything. It's all up in their head. The bottom, the wear a proper mask. We want to get back to normal. And to do that, we have to do a little bit of due diligence. We have to wear a mask when told to, like we're still told to wear masks at the airport, in the plane. But we're getting vaccinated. The country's open up. We are human beings. We want to travel. We want to explore. Go out, have a good time, because we have been stuck at home with alcohol as our best friend there was for people over out years. There, there is people out there smoking weed or whatever. They're blowing that stuff and? everywhere. So you know what? I, I, again, they're going to do it. So mask oh, up. Oh, no, you. you're just going to want to eat a sandwich instead of spreading a deadly disease. Also, Maybe it'll make you hungry. Getting back to normal. Okay, normal. Normal is normal is relative, and we learned that right quick when this lockdown started. Because what's normal to me may not be normal to some people. So, 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 Matt, you don't want anyone to travel? What, what's, what no, do you I'm say? not saying I don't want people to travel. I'm just saying don't be a jackass while you're traveling. Ah, uh, okay. Well, what if you're naturally smelly? Is that being a jackass? Yeah, some people can't help. Yeah, you. in a plane. It's just more totally. of a, like, yeah, just social, social contract. Okay. I'm so, terrified to sit next to you on a flight. The question was, should people travel this weekend, and if so, where? So Miami. I did say, I did mention I don't care. Miami. Oh, go, That's where go, I came from. Go, 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 go so to Miami. I'm going to go one by one. Matt, should people travel, and if so, where? Yes, I believe they should travel, and they should travel to wherever they want. I, I don't have a personal preference. Don't go to Miami, though. I'm going there next week. Anywhere but Miami. Roman, should people travel, and if so, where? To travel, they should go to Florida. Florida's real open as far as not being super restrictive, but they do still have good guidelines. Everyone's having a great time. The weather's incredible. Okay, so Robot Roman says yes, and to Florida. And Guy, uh, should people travel, and if so, where? Go to Hawaii. Just because I've never been to Hawaii, but when I fly to Australia, I fly over Hawaii, so I always see it on my flight path map, and then I look at photos of it, and I get inquisitive, so I want to go to Hawaii, so if you're traveling, go to Hawaii, send me pics, send me photos, and tell me how it is. Have a good time. All right. So, Isaac, what do you think of those arguments? What scores do you want to give negative 100 to 100? Yeah, I think Hawaii is also a very good answer because there's very low COVID rates there. So, that's wise. Uh, Guy David. Uh, I'll give you 50 points. Uh, Roman Garcia, I, I disagree with you that masks help you not smell people's nasty body stank. I, I think they do. I've, I've had masks on and off outside a bunch, and when I'm passing a person who's, who reeks, I think it does help. Uh, I'm going to give you 40 points uh, to Roman. Matt, your, right, your egg right. salad sandwich wisdom, I think, is critical. And that people shouldn't travel if they don't vaccinate, which you were the one who said that, yeah? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I fully agree with your statements regarding travel, vaccination, and egg salad sandwiches. And I'm going to give you 70 points. And just to clarify, how many points did you give Guy? Guy got 50 points. Okay. Mm -hmm, let's see here.
is where I uh, do the math portion of the show, where I uh, really put my skills to the test. It's just a bench. To figure out who our winner is this week. So, after, I guess you could say a pretty heated discussion. It may have been calm, may have been a little, little heated. Got some of the most controversial topics in our land right now. It's time to name this week's Master Debater. In third place, with 90 points, Roman. In second place, with 129 (laughs) points, is our debater making his debut on the show, Guy David. Which means, this week's Master Debater, with 148 points, Matt Ryan. You get to celebrate with a 60-second celebration, which starts now. No, it was hard, San Antonio and the state of Texas, for you to go without your king for so long. But I am here right now, reaching out to you on YouTube, on Facebook Watch, and more importantly on the radio to let you know that your king will not leave you. Your king will be right alongside you. As you travel and wear your mask and get vaccinated, I will be here. Whenever you are walking around listening to things, I'll be there. When you need someone to yell about sports, I'll be there. When you need someone to talk to you through a breakup, I will not be there. But more importantly, I will be in your heart. And I want you to know that I am the master of master debaters. I want to thank my judge, and I would like to thank my competition. And also, I would like to thank the really good lighting I bought, because I look pretty on this show right now. <laughs> You're all oh, hail the king! Oh, man. Can I take his win away now? Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too, is it too late? I was going to say, I mean, uh, you you were talking crap about the judge yeah, earlier oh. on, and now you're like, oh, I love the judge. He's great. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> A big thank you to fun. our three contestants. Matt Ryan, you can catch on Cabot uh, Culture covering the world of mixed martial arts. Roman Garcia, who you can see each weekend on Success in the City on the CW here, uh, CW35 here in San Antonio. And our third debater, Guy David, morning radio host, most recently heard on 98.5 KYGO in Denver. And big thanks to our judge this week, Isaac from Atlanta. Master Debaters is a production of XS Studios and KTSA San Antonio. Learn more about Master Debaters online at KTSA.com. I'm Dennis Foley, and this has been Master Debaters, this show where the best argument wins. Help King! <laughs> Should have given it to Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take it away. Not too late. San home for is it not too late? Guy gets a million points. On demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Too late. You threw no. that lotto card in the trash. It's too late. No, Matt, Matt won that parent square. It is what it is.